Wednesday night at Gates. Yeehaw! <clears throat> and I got I have a really, really good series that we're starting tonight that God told me to start, and I'm excited about it. I am absolutely excited about it. The title of this new series is No More Fear. No More Fear. No more. No more. Everybody has feared. Everybody's been in a place of fear and torment and, and despair at times, even, a, even at times feeling depressed, feeling, you know, just frustrated, feeling at times you want to give up. Everybody at different times has felt things like that because of circumstances going on in our lives. Well, we're people that are not going to be moved by circumstances. And when we're not moved by circumstances, then there's no more fear. We declare no more fear in our lives. Amen? And, and where an attitude and an environment like that begins, it begins in what you say. It's not, it's not just... I say something and it, and it becomes that way instantaneously. At times, things will happen instantly when we believe what we say is really going to come to pass. But we have to change the way we think. And if you're not changing consistently the way you think, then you're not going to find yourself in that environment where you're not fearing, where there is no fear. I refuse to tolerate fear. It begins with you saying things like, God hasn't given me a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. And if God hasn't given me fear, I don't take it. Amen? It's not in my life. It's not going to rule in my life. I give fear no place. Amen? So tonight, um, I'm going to build a little bit of foundation. I have, I have a definition and then some, some different illustrations of the definition. But in the Merriam-Webster's Dictionary... Fear is defined as <clears throat> an unpleasant, strong emotion caused by anticipation or awareness of danger. An anticipation of something that's bad. Anticipating it. Um, if... Uh, if the if the the weatherman says that um, there's a tornado coming and it's going to level Kerrville, Texas, because of what someone said, is there an anticipation for something being ugly and you're going to go hide and dig a hole somewhere and find some place to be as the storm comes? There's an anticipation of destruction, right? So. In that anticipation, in that anticipation, fear grips your heart about what is coming. And fear is defined all through the Bible. Fear has to do with separation from something. Right. And when God promises you health and healing in your body, 
and circumstances tell you different, then what is behind that is fear trying to say to you that God really can't do what He said because the circumstance that you're seeing or feeling or experiencing in your body is more real than what God said. That's what fear says. Fear is constantly wanting you and I to anticipate something bad, negative, and, 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 and anticipate this environment that you're going to live in where you have no hope. Right. Always. Fear is the root to everything that is destructive in life. Everything. It's the root. So, so there is a, there is a fear of, of, of all kinds of things, but I'll just mention four or five of them. There's a fear of sickness. There's a fear of the future. There's a fear of um, finances, the lack of finances in life, in, in, in our world and society. There's the fear of death. And... <clears throat> The fear of sickness comes to you when symptoms attack your body and tell you that there's nothing you can do about it. There's no hope and there's nothing you can do about it. In other words, fear will get you paralyzed. One of the definitions of fear is the word being paralyzed. And it will try to shut you down and keep you from being active and vocal and doing what you know to do. And, it, and if fear can shut you down and paralyze you and shut you up, then you're not declaring and speaking and saying what God says is so. The fear of the future. At all different types of ages, so, some people can be in their 80s and think that their life is over with. Fear will tell you, well, you know, you're older and the world is just about young people. God never said that. But our society might. You, you, can, you can be 30 years old and thinking that because you've not fulfilled everything that you thought you would fulfill by the time you're 30 years old, Fear will come and tell you, you your, your life's over. You're done. There are people that commit suicide at 30 years old because of things like that. Because fear comes and grips their heart, telling them they'll never amount to anything. The fear of finances. The fear of money. That they'll never be enough. And yet, every promise in God's Word assures us there'll always be enough in God. Amen. There's no limit in God. doesn't mean that there's not times that you face things and there's struggles that you will go through, but at the end of that struggle is God, if you know Him. Amen. The fear of death. I've known people <clears throat> that wouldn't get on an airplane because they're afraid that the airplane's going to crash. And what are they afraid of? Death. People that, and if you're this way, you know, God will teach you, because I've had to do the same thing with it, but people are afraid of heights. And so if you're up high somewhere, what are you afraid of? 
You're afraid you're going to fall off and die. The enemy's behind the fear of death because what the fear of death brings is the separation of life. I don't know about you, but I like being alive. How about you? Amen? I like being alive. I want to live a long life. How many in here have a vision for living a long life? Okay? So if, if you're on, you're, anybody ever been to the top of the Empire State Building? Raise your hand if you've been to the top. Okay? And, and you know, they've got, <clears throat> they've got mesh all the way around so you, you can't, like, stick your hand over or whatever. But you're right there and, and some things will try to grip people and say, you're going to fall. Well, you're not going to fall. You can lean up against it. You can back up to it like this, take a picture, put your head up against it. But, but a lot of people can't do that because they're, free, they're afraid of falling and dying, right? And God doesn't want us to be afraid of anything. Say it with me. Say this after me. No more fear. So how do you get rid of fear that you're faced with it starts by declaring what the Word says about fear, and I'm gonna, we're going to look at several different verses of Scripture that, 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 are, that surround fear. But it starts by what you say, and then it starts after what you say, what you do with it. Right. Okay? If you're on the top of the Empire State Building and you're looking over the edge and something's gripping you and, and you're working at it, what, what, what's the best thing to do? Well, if this is the edge right here, and everybody's walking by and you're looking like this, you know, take an extra step closer. Father, I just thank you. No fear. Thank you for empowering me to be able to look over the side of this and not be moved by it. Okay, and, and I'm just talking about heights right there, but in anything that we do, take steps of faith, acknowledging God's greatness in everything that you do to where you can stand at the edge looking over and not feel that grip of fear in your gut. God wants you delivered to things like that, whatever it is. One person may fear something like that, somebody else fears something else in regards to the other things that we just mentioned. God wants you and I liberated from fear so that we can operate in power and authority. I just, I just confessed um, that verse of Scripture in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. I want, you to, I want you to think about this as we look at all the other Scriptures tonight. God has not given us a spirit of fear. But He's given us power and love and the spirit of a sound mind. So, so, God's not giving you fear, so reach out and take it. So here's fear, and if you're taking it, it's because you don't know God. Because God's not in the giving of fear right. business. That's right. So in the area that you're fearing, you don't know God like you need to know Him. That's not a cut. Every, we're all at that different place because we're all evolving and growing all the time. But what is He giving? 
If you're seeking Him and you're pursuing God, He's giving you not fear, but power or authority, love, and that of a sound and a well-balanced mind, a renewed mind. Because you're pursuing Him through His Word by the Spirit of God, and it's being revealed to you what you're here for and the authority that you have to operate in. Listen to me. What I want to endeavor to accomplish in this series is that when you're free from fear, you are full of power and authority. I mean, you are ever ready to lay the enemy out, not only in your own life, but in the lives of other people. Um, <clears throat> how, many, how many have gotten these cards for Easter Sunday? How many of you have some of these? Okay, I, I'm, I'm challenging you on this, because I'm, I'm passing them out. I've got to remember to get some more when I leave. So, from now till, when's Easter Sunday? week from Sunday, right? Yeah, week from Sunday. I'm going to pass out, I'm going to give out at least 15 of these from right now. I gave out two last night. I was in a restaurant last night. I gave two, one to the gal that was waiting on us and another one to, to somebody else in the restaurant there. I gave the card out. And, th and this is what I said, okay? So I, I, I looked at her. You're not a her, but <laughs> I looked at her and I said, um, Hey, I don't know if you go to church or not. And if you do go to church, you need to be in your church. But if you don't, we've got an awesome Easter, Easter Sunday coming up in, in, in a couple of weeks. And I'd really like for you to come. Oh, wow. You know, they went on. Both of them just went on and on. Everybody I've given the card to really enjoyed the card. Okay? So something just simple. You know, we're, we're, not, we're not trying to drag people out of somewhere else. You go to another church, man, go there and, and be part of your church. But if you don't, come here, man. We'll love, we'll love you all the way from the parking lot to the platform. We'll love you and minister life to you. Amen? Because we have the authority to help people. Amen. We have been given the authority, and people need to hear that they don't have to live in fear and that the authority God gave them to operate in, they can operate in in every level and in every area of their life. Fear does not have to grip us and control us and manipulate our lives into not being on the receiving end of all that God has. And I declare today, no more fear. How about you? Amen? So, Psalm 34 <clears throat> And just one verse there. Psalm 34 and 1. I sought the Lord, David said, and He heard me, and He delivered me from all my fears. Amen. I sought the Lord. In other words, other words, what David was doing is, if you look at the verses before that, what David was doing, he was not seeking God for the first time. He sought the Lord in a situation Okay, because he knew God, and as he sought the Lord, the Word of God and who God was delivered him of all of his fears. That's what happens when we saturate our soul and our mind with God's Word. And we not only believe it and believe the Word, but we become doers of that Word daily. It, it liberates us when we saturate ourselves. He sought the Lord he believed God heard him, and the Lord delivered him of all fear. Everybody say, no more fear. No more fear. 
No more fear means being delivered of all fear. And if God delivered David of all fear in that dispensation of time before the cross, how much more? I said, how much more? I said, how much more will He liberate you and I today? Because of what the blood of Jesus has accomplished. Amen? Man. Psalm 23. I love this passage. I'm going to read all six verses. I want you to notice this. We're talking about somebody that knows the Lord. A person that knows the Lord is developing a relationship. It doesn't matter whether you've known God for two weeks or or for 25 years. God wants you to have a personal relationship with Him and it be ongoing in that relationship. So, in this 23rd Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd. David said here, the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His namesake. Doesn't that all sound really good? We're talking about somebody. We're talking about the same person that said what he said in Psalm 34, said this in Psalm 23. This is somebody that knew God. Okay? Now watch it. This is somebody that knows God, and notice what happens. Notice what happens in every person's life. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, how much fear? No fear. I fear no evil. Why? Now watch this. Gosh, it's giving me chills when I think about it. For you are with me, Lord, your rod and your staff. The rod represents the word, the staff represents the spirit. Your word and your spirit, they comfort me. Then notice, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. In the presence of the enemies, we're not pulling our hair out, we're dining. Because what God does is He turns your enemy into your friends. Actually, your enemies get born again and they get liberated and they get free and now they're not against you, they become for you. Because because of who you're for. You're for God. We're after God. We have a relationship with God. He prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. He anoints my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely... Surely, goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What's the house? The church. What's the church? His body. I'll be there forever. Why? No fear. Why no fear? Because I have an ongoing relationship. His word and his spirit, they comfort me, they lead me, they guide me. The Lord is my shepherd. I don't want for anything. And when I lack something, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death where finances are concerned, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death maybe where where physical attack is concerned, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death where other things are concerned, I fear no evil. God's with me. His word and his spirit, they're my assurance. No matter what I go through, many of the persecutions that come against the righteous, but my God delivers me from all of them. That's a person that knows God. That knows God. Can you say amen to that? 
So, look, look at this verse, and I, I'm, I'm just reading one verse out of Psalm 53, and this is in the NIV translation. Just one verse, and, and, and I like what it says, but go back and read the first few verses and, and, the, and the few after it. But, but notice what is said here. I want to make a point about half of this scripture. Well, really, the whole thing uh, reaffirms it. But there they are, Psalm 53, 5 in the NIV, but there they are, overwhelmed with dread and fear, in, a, in essence. That's what that word means there. Overwhelmed with dread, where there was nothing to dread. They're overwhelmed with fear when there was nothing to fear. Listen to me. In most cases, when you're in fear of something, there's nothing to fear. You know why? Look at the rest of the verse. God scattered the bones of those who attacked you. You put them to shame for God despise them. In other words, if God be for you, who can be against you? If God's on my side, who shall I fear? Absolutely nobody. There are many, 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 many situations. And what we're trying to do tonight, what we're attempting to do here tonight, is to uncover and expose the tricks of the enemy trying to convince us that there's things that we need to be afraid of, when actually there's nothing to be afraid of. Look at this in Psalm 46 and verse 1. Psalm 46 and 1 in the New King James. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Everybody say it. No more fear. Therefore, we will not fear even though the earth be removed, even though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling, no matter what it is, no matter what it is, we will not fear. So there are things in the world going on, things that happen and things that will happen in the future, that the circumstances want to get you to fear, but there's really nothing to fear because if God is for me, nothing can be against me. That's just the absolute bottom truth. If God's for me, nothing can be against me. And you know what the, the last word in that, in that third verse? It says, Selah. That means, think about it. Meditate on it. Meditate on the fact that God is your refuge and strength, is your very present help in trouble. Therefore, you don't have to fear anything that goes on. And there are going to be things that come your way that you think you need to be afraid of, and God is saying, you have nothing to fear if I'm on your side. Think about it. Meditate on it. And the more you think of those kind of things and you meditate on those kind of things, it develops your relationship with God. And when you know God that way, then you're not finding yourself saying and expecting and having this anticipation of fearful things and things that want to destroy and bring you down. 
I'm not anticipating that. I'm anticipating my deliverance because my, God is my refuge, my fortress, my strength. He is my help in times of trouble. Amen? Now look at, uh, look at Mark chapter 4. And verse 37. <clears throat> Just kind of jumping into the story here. and They were going across the Sea of Galilee and Jesus was in the boat. And verse 37 says, A great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling, but He was in the stern asleep on a pillow. You ever thought about why God mentioned that about a pillow? Anyway, we won't talk about that right now. And they awoke him and they said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? The water's just beating against the boat. They're not sinking. Doesn't say anything about them sinking. It's just beating against the boat, and they're anticipating they're going to die. Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and he rebuked the wind and he said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. What's that called? What's that called that he operated in right there? Authority. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. But power, love, and a sound and a well-balanced mind. He's given us the spirit of authority to direct and declare things when it appears like that we should be afraid, we don't have to be afraid, and not only do we not have to be afraid, we have the authority to overcome the situation. Because you won't just overcome. You've got to rise up from your relationship with God and declare things and say the way it's going to be, and I'm not putting up with this, I'm not tolerating this mess. Something comes against your physical body, man, you start speaking over it. You may go to the doctor, you may take medicine, but anything that you're doing, you be speaking every day what the Word of God says about your body. And the more you do that, the more convinced you become of Jesus, God Himself, Jehovah Rapha, the God that has healed us. That's what we have to believe all the time. Now, this is the just of my message tonight, right here in this passage and the other 12 I'm going to read. What are you laughing at? No, just, a, just one more. Did I get two? Two? How about three? 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 No. But he said, but he said to them, two questions. Why are you so fearful how is it that you have no faith? Two questions. Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Now, I'm just going to say this, and I'm not judging the bunch in the boat. I'm just telling you. The reason they asked them the question, they asked him the question when he's asleep, do you not care that we're perishing? Do you not care? How could they ask a question like that in everything that they had seen? Because they didn't know Him. They didn't know Him like they needed to know Him. 
So then he asked him the question, why are you so fearful? And my encouragement to you, and I do this with myself all the time, something comes up, I responded to a situation, or I say something that I shouldn't have said, and God shows me that it was fear. I hear God asking me the question, Bert, why are you so fearful in this situation right here? How is it that faith didn't rise up in you and you let fear grip your heart and you operated in fear and you responded in fear and, and actually, you know, you, you reacted in a fear-filled way instead of reacting in faith? Why? Those are honest questions that need answers that you need to be asking yourself and then answering the questions so that you can get over the fear and get strengthened in the faith. Why are you so fearful that you're going to die from looking over the side? I mean, I used to be, I mean, it was horrible. The, the fear of heights that I had. It was, it was horrible. <laughs> my father-in-law and I were working on my roof one time. I lived in the Rio Grande Valley, and we were up on the roof. And I had to get to the edge of the roof. And Man, I was up on the roof, and I was crawling, you know, trying to get to the edge of it, and I, and I, couldn't, I couldn't get there. He had to get it because I couldn't get to the edge of it. So when I moved to Kerrville, first two years I was here, I went to work with, I, mean, I knew nothing about it, I don't know why they hired me, but they did, <laughs> but I painted houses, and, uh, and one of the jobs these guys that painted houses took was a roofing job, and the roof had double cedar shingles on it, we had to pull all those off, all the plyboard underneath it, and so it was just the frame, and then put new roof on it. And, and I'm, I'm up on the roof and walking from, from two by four to two by four, like this, carrying big eight by, four by eight sheets of plywood, you know, and laying them down and going and getting another one. And it took, and it was 104 outside and 120 on the roof. And, uh, and it took everything that I had, but that's where I beat the fear. I'm going to do it. I don't know why those people kept me. I don't know why they hired me, number one, and why they kept me, because the, 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 the guy that was the actual roofer for the job, he, he, you know, I'd be holding one in, and he'd go, and I'm going like this, you know, and, and he's running across, you know, the, the roof, and, and, and I can't tell you how many times that, that piece of plyboard fell out of my hands because he was going so fast. I don't know why they kept me. They should have said, you know what? You're pathetic. We, we need to hire somebody else. But they didn't. And they actually paid me every time. <laughs> I mean, they paid me cash. And I mean, he paid me. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking to myself, you had to have lost money with me. You know? But I learned. And I learned how to do a roof. And I learned how to paint. And I've been painting a lot through the years and I learned how to do it but I learned to get over the fear of falling of dying of breaking something of whatever and it took just doing it amen 
I mean just stepping out and doing it and accomplishing it and letting the devil and, and I, I mean I'd come to work we were on that job for probably 25 days and I'd come to work every day praying in the spirit asking God to show me and help me how to do it and I'd just I'd make myself I'd climb up that ladder get on the roof I was one of the first ones on top of the roof and I think they thought this guy doesn't like it and he keeps doing it. He's a nut, you know, or something. I don't know what they thought, but overcame. So you got to do something. You got to speak and pray in the Spirit, but just praying in the Spirit and then standing down on the ground and just looking up at the roof is not going to get you over the fear. You got to get up the ladder. You got to believe God every step of the way. Let the Word be the one that's guiding and leading you and do what you need to do. Can you say amen to that? <clears throat> But those questions that you ask yourself help you to find out why you're afraid of certain things. And sometimes it takes a while. I mean, God asked me in, in those times. I mean, I, I, kept at, I, mean I, I wasn't thinking directly of this the way I'm saying it to you today, but I'm thinking to myself, you know, where did all this fear come from? And it came from things in my life that I got afraid of that I never learned how to deal with it. Yeah. And now, with, with the Word of God coming alive inside of each one of you, we have the opportunity to deal with the fear. Your fear may not be a roof, but it's a fear of something else. Any fear becomes deadly and destructive to our life. Any amount of fear. I don't care what it is. We, we, don't wanna, we don't want to, some people think tolerating fear is healthy. Well, it's good to be afraid of some things. I mean, if fear creates the destruction that we're talking about tonight and keeps us from receiving, how would any of a little bit of fear be good for us? I'm telling you, it, it isn't. Right. It's not good for us at all. That's right. Amen? So God wants you consistently asking yourself the question, why am I in fear, and why is it I'm not operating in faith right here? And the reason you're not operating in faith is because you're giving fear place. Right. So the, 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 the less fear that we allow to operate in our life, the only way you can do that is with the Word of God and developing faith in God and trust that God will do what He said He'll do. Today I can get on a roof, and I can walk on top of a roof. Actually, I can kind of trot a little bit on top of a roof, you know? And I like to trot just to show that I can trot. Hmm? I, I, I can do it and, not, and I can stand right on the edge and look over on the Empire, at the Empire State Building. Every time I've been up there, I've been, I, I come right to the edge and I look right over it. I can go to the very, very top up there. I've been up there once, but I, I, can, I can go to the very top and it, and it can be a little bit difficult, but I do it. I'm going to do it because I can do it in Christ Jesus. I'm not letting fear get the best of me. You understand? I'm not talking about doing things that God's not telling you to do, but when God's telling you, go up there, stand over, look over the edge, and if you can't do it, work your way that way. But work your way by declaring the Word and praying in the Spirit and getting over whatever it is that you're afraid of. Where physical health and healing is concerned, that fear monger controls most people. I mean, it controls most people. 
somebody will see something. Oh my gosh, what's that? Oh, that thing, there's, there's a bump. It's probably just a zit, you know? But somebody could see something like that and they think, they think, oh my gosh, you know, that, that could be cancer. It could turn into that. And, and people will rush to the doctor to get something analyzed. And I'm not saying don't go, don't do something like that if that's what you're supposed to do. But don't, don't give in to fear. Don't let every little thing be the worst case scenario. And that's what the devil wants you to do. Because if he can get you doing that, then all he's got to do is, you know, you have a hang, you know, a, a hangnail in your toe and, and, uh, and, and all of a sudden it hurts and then and you think it's the worst case scenario. Don't let that happen. Don't be that way. Thank God for doctors. Thank God for medicines and, and the things that are out there, all, all that kind of thing. But the word of God is the healer. You understand? Nothing can heal other than God and his word because of what Jesus Christ accomplished. So let's put that first. Amen? Put that first. So, last verse. <clears throat> Luke 21. Well, this verse, and then I'm going back to 2 Timothy 1, 7. Luke 21 and verse 26. And, and this passage in Luke is talking about the end times and, the, and, and difficult days of of life on planet earth. Men's hearts failing them, verse 26, men's hearts failing them from fear, watch this, and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of the heaven will be shaken. Men's hearts failing them from fear and the expectation of those things that are coming on the earth. Men's hearts failing them because fear causes you to expect the worst. Fear causes you to expect the worst. I'm going to say it again. Fear puts you in a place of expectation that the worst thing that could happen is going to happen in your life. And the Bible says, not only in this place, but in a number of places in the New Testament, that in the end times, in the end days, that men's hearts will fail them because of this kind of fear. I can promise you right now, there's no better time than the present than for you and I to deal with fear, to address fear, address it head on, and in little things, in, in, in little things, that you find yourself being afraid or allowing fear in, begin to shut the door and where does it start in what you say no 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 god hasn't given me a spirit of fear but i have power i have authority i have love i walk in the love of god i have a sound mind and and with that sound mind i have the ability to overcome in whatever situations i face and i will overcome because my heart will not fail me i will not give in to that and fear will not win why because over 2,000 years ago, Jesus defeated fear on the cross. And that, for that reason, you and I have the authority to address it, to confront it, and give it no place. How many believe that tonight? I believe that for you. Um, who in here tonight, you can say that there's something, and I, I don't want you to say anything or say what it is but you can say and you want me 
because I want to I want to pray for you right now. You can say that there is some form of fear that is trying to. And, and when I say this, when I'm, I'm going to use this word, but don't let that keep you from raising your hand because you don't want somebody to think that you're giving in to something like that. Every one of us have given in to things like that at different times. I don't care who you are. But you know that there's something, some form of fear that's trying to cripple you in an area of your life, trying to shut you down and paralyze you. And you know that, and you've been battling with it, and you've been facing it. I want you to just lift your hand. Glory to God, you came to the right place tonight. Amen? If you've lifted your hand, I just want you to stand where you're at. I don't want you to come up here. I just want you to stand where you're at. It's good for you to stand. Everybody just, tonight, just close your eyes as as I'm praying and speaking the word tonight. And as, as I'm speaking the word, what I'm speaking is what I already talked about. And I'm actually speaking over you and I want you just with your, with your eyes closed in a receiving mode from God. I want you to hear these things that I'm saying to you. Father, we bless you. We honor you. The song we sang earlier. You are so, so good to me. You've been so, so good to me. So, so good. I promise you God's been good to you even in what you're experiencing or what's coming against you, God is good to you tonight. Glory to Jesus. Hear these words as I pray these over you. The Lord is your shepherd, and you shall not want for anything. He is making you even this day to lie down in green pastures. He's leading you beside the still and the quiet waters, and He is restoring and renewing your soul, strengthening your soul. He leads you in the paths of righteousness for His namesake. And Yea, though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I declare tonight you fear no evil. Everybody standing right now, I want you to say this. say this very directly with your eyes closed nobody looking around there is no more fear in me say that there is no more fear in me no matter what you face no matter what you're walking through no matter what you're staring down God will lead you As you listen to Him, as you hear Him, He will lead you through this to where you are liberated totally from any type of fear in this area that that has tried to cripple you and paralyze you and shut you down. His rod, His word, and His spirit, they're bringing comfort to your soul even as we're speaking. He prepares a table before you in the presence of your enemy to where you're not striving to overcome. You're entering into his rest and you're receiving from him tonight in the name of Jesus. Right now, each of you, 
just put your hand on your head and receive the anointing oil of God flowing on you, in your soul, renewing your mind. And I'm declaring tonight that in every way, your cup is running over. Goodness and mercy are following you all the days of your life and you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and be stronger than you've ever been before. That anointing is flowing down on you even now as I'm speaking this over your life in the name of Jesus. And from this day forward, as you seek the Lord and you're confident that He hears you in the things that you're seeking Him about, He is delivering you daily of all fear. That fear that He's delivering you of, He didn't give to you. It came in different ways, but it didn't come from Him. He's given you power and love and the spirit of a sound and a well-balanced mind. And I believe that for you today. I join my faith and I expect each and every one of you to experience the liberty and the freedom and the deliverance from this fear from this day forward in the name of Jesus. We will not tolerate any more fear. Father, we bless you tonight, we honor you, and we give you praise. And if you believe that, you say amen and you receive it in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen?